Welcome, welcome, welcome to the F3 podcast, where we discuss all things that pertain to faith, family, and finances. And just like it says in the bottom, no subject is off limits. We are your host today. I'm just a little lowly. <laughs> I'm just a little lowly, humble saint of God. I'm Dr. Lionel M. Blair Sr., and I'm sitting next to the glorious, the wonderful, the delicious, sainted mother herself, (laughs) St. Jasmine the First, Dr. Jasmine Blair. We got a good one for you today. Welcome, everybody, to the F3 Podcast. We're so glad you're here with us. If this is your first time here, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Hit the notification bell so you can be notified every time we premiere a new episode. Be sure to take us with you on the go. You can find us with your favorite podcast on stream. And check out the links in the show notes in the description box. You can find our access to our books, our events, and some other great products and services that we have available. And if you want to be an avid supporter of the F3 podcast, be sure to click that link. And on that same link, drop us a voicemail if you have a question. You want us to answer a topic that you want us to talk about on the air, leave that voicemail and your topic may be the topic of the very next episode. You know, I'm definitely excited because we're in mid-September and come mid-October, we're going to be addressing several, several viewer requested topics. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited to see where that goes. But we're going to get into today's topic that people don't want to talk about. Right. You know, everybody loves to talk about church hurt and, you know, how certain pastors ain't right and it's not fair and we need to take a stand. And I agree with all of that. Actually, to this day, our most watched episode is My Pastor is Wrong. Right after how the church should respond to the LGBT community, the right. next watched episode is My Pastor is Wrong. And that top five is My Pastor is Wrong, part one and two. Mm-hmm. So the church is very interested in the conversation about when the past is wrong, what to do, how to go about that. But today we're going to talk about the conversation that the church is not so interested in, why pastors are leaving ministry. Right. And, and this is the other side to that. And again, this is not to discount or discredit church hurt. This is not to say folks are lying. I believe people genuinely do have bad experiences. Right. And, you know, those of you that are listening as leaders, if you're honest, we grow over time. You know, some the, the pastor you was 10, 15 years ago was not the pastor that you are today. Right. You know, and I, you know, as I sit there and reflect you know, there are certain ways that I handle and do things now that if you would have caught me 10 years ago, you probably would have got a very different response. Right. So as leaders, we have to recognize, you know what? I probably could have handled that better. You know what? I probably could have said something different. We grow too as as leaders. We grow as believers. There's a maturity for us along the way as we navigate different situations. You know, maybe the first time an incident happens or you deal with and navigate a matter might be more distraught than if you've been a seasoned pastor for 20, 30 years and you've seen this a billion times. So, you know, there's definitely growth and change there. And while I believe there is legitimate church hurt where people are just in wrong, unfortunate situations that should never happen, A lot of what we consider church hurt may have been, and this is my opinion, we we have caught somebody in a moment where they did not handle something right, or maybe they did not realize the severity of something, and we take it super personal because it's us, and then we label it as church hurt. But 
this is the type of church hurt that is being left out of the conversation. You know, one thing about me, yeah. you know, I'm very diplomatic. I believe in having a well-rounded conversation. You know, I believe in all sides being represented. We're going to talk about it. We need to talk about it from every aspect and angle that is involved, not just a few. Yeah, that's true. And in most church hurt conversations, we do not talk about it from the pastor's angle at all. We do not talk about the pastor's church hurt. In most of these conversations, church hurt it does not even include the pastor or the senior leadership, the apostle, the bishop, the elder, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I want to present this to give you all a different perspective. And as you're watching, you know, tell us in the comments what you think, how you feel. If you are a leader and you've been through certain things, share with us what your experiences are. If you don't want to share them all there, yeah. hey, click that link and leave us a voicemail. We can definitely, you know, add some commentary to this because this is the conversation that the church needs to have. Pastors are leaving ministries by the droves. Um, I saw a post several months ago on social media, um, and I do not remember the state, so I'm not going to say it because I don't want to misquote it. But there were at least two or three states in the southeastern region of the United States where they had no pastors for mo most of the church. And mm -hmm. when I say no pastors, I'm talking at least 60% of the churches were hiring for pastors, had been hiring, the church had been ran by elders two, three, four years, hiring for pastors right. and can't get nobody. That's Either the pastor left, you know, unfortunately a lot of people did pass because of COVID, you know, they were older in age. Two, three, four, five years, can't get a pastor. I'm like, okay, two, three, four, five years, you can't raise a pastor. Nobody in the church wants to be the pastor. And then nobody outside the church wants to be the pastor. Mm. This is putting us in technically an epidemic, if not a pandemic within the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, we are short on pastors. People do not want to. You got the group of people that think they're ready to start their ministry all the time. Right. But then you got the people that don't want it. You know, yeah. we've had conversations with people that are close to us. You know, I don't want it. That's a lot. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want that. I love God. I serve, but I don't want that. I've met pastors, you mm -hmm. know, and they was like, man, you know, uh, I, I met this one pastor in the store one time. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, this is when we first started our church. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told him, I was like, you know, we're pastors. He was like, you are? Yeah. He, he said, man, God bless you. He said, uh, he said, man, God bless you, because it ain't easy. He said, mm -mm. he he was talking like he was miserable from pastoring. Yeah. So the reality of it is we need to start this conversation. Why pastors are leaving ministry? Because this is not this is side of church hurt that people do not want to talk about it. We've talked a little bit um about this in a couple of previous episodes we're going to dig a little deeper into this yeah. on a more personal level later on this fall we've got some exciting things coming up from you some f3p exclusives so mm -hmm. <clears throat> definitely keep your notifications on follow us over on ig at king in queen blair because we've got some exciting things that are going to be coming up for you all there but for now why are pastors leaving ministry? Mm -hmm. What first of all, let's talk about the stress. You know, I, I'll give this example. You know, a few months ago, you mm -hmm. know, we were busy doing a lot of things, you know, getting some changes done, getting a lot of things together. 
And it was literally one of those weeks that between, you know, business and ministry and personal life, I mean, we were on the go for like seven days straight. Yeah. Seven days straight, you know, you still got family and all of these things. And then, you know, somebody calls and, you know, they've had an unfortunate emergency. As a pastor, how do you tell this person, look, I'm off today? Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm off today. I've actually supposed to have been off yesterday, too, but I didn't have a chance to be off because the ministry needed X, Y, Z. And this person is literally in the crisis of their life. As a pastor, you don't get to say, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm off today. Right. God forbid somebody call you and say, oh, my mama died. You know, pastor, please call me back. How do you say I'm tired? I've worked seven days straight and I'm off today. Can you call me? That? You can't really do that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and heaven forbid you you take a nap and call that person back a few hours later with a pastor. They they didn't even call me back. They don't care about me. Oh boy. You know. So just that scenario alone, for those of you that have never been in senior leadership, you know, maybe you have been in leadership to a point more of middle leadership. It becomes challenging at times. You can't say, "Oh, I'm off today," or "I'm tired," or "I'm trying to spend time with my family today." Some things you have to go get up and deal with, and there's just no way around that. So now, when you multiply that with a congregation, and you look at the course of the year, how many times that happens? Where for the needs of the ministry, you end up working seven, eight, nine, ten days straight because you're tired, and as soon as you catch a breather, something else goes on. Right. And yes. We can say, oh, well, you need to put more people in place. You need to delegate. And that's true. But then there are certain things that just simply require senior leadership. God forbid if somebody's relative died, they don't want to hear from deacon so-and-so. They want their pastor to be there. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's not something you just go send somebody else to do on a little task. No, you have to be fully present and available for stuff like that. Right. And so I think it's imperative that we begin to understand the other side of this. There's a lot of stress that is involved that a lot of people don't think of because you show up to church and you go home or you show up to Bible study, you go home. You might show up to prayer and go home. Many people who volunteer in church or have served in church, even if you've served, you know, as a greeter, you know, even if you have served, you know, working the altar, there's a lot that goes on in the interworkings of any ministry, whether it is a, a large ministry like some of these people we see on TV or a small ministry like Pastor Bob up the street. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are entrepreneurs and you have, I'm talking to you, you got it out the mud entrepreneurs and you know what it's like to run your business uh, from scratch and you, you've got to do everything. You're putting stuff in place and you have to build it to a certain place. It's a similar building process uh, with ministry, adding the capacity of the spiritual development as well. You know, adding the capacity of the pastoral care for people as well. So it is a dynamic thing and it's a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that people do not consider and they don't understand because they've never sat in that seat. They've right. never postured themselves to understand. You know, I believe that there is a hands on understanding you get from personal experience. But if you posture your heart, you can at least logically begin to understand. 
But many people in the body, I find that they don't have that level of maturity. All they see is me, me, me. I called the pastor. The pastor didn't call me back. It's been five days since the pastor didn't answer me. You don't know who, who else had an emergency. You don't know who died. You don't know who's in surgery. All you care about is the pastor didn't call me back. You didn't say, well, hey, pastor, you didn't call me back. Is everyone okay? Does anybody, does anybody need prayer? Did anything happen to anybody? And a lot of pastors are tired. You know, mm. I believe in the last five years, we're beginning, we've begun to see the rise. And what, in my opinion, I believe if we don't grab a handle on this in the body, unfortunately, we may see more. This is my opinion. This, this ain't no prophecy. This is my opinion. In the last five years, we've seen the rise of pastors committing suicide. Yeah. You know, pastors with whole families, whole ministries, large ministries. These are not just people that pass little old struggling ministries, large ministries to say, I can't take it, take their life, leave their wife and children behind, leave the whole legacy behind because of the stress and the silent mental pressures. Yeah. You know, now you have a lot of people saying today, you know, oh, well, you know, oh, get help. And all this stuff, but the reality is, it's it's not all. Some of these people were getting help. That's the thing. And then too, like if you get help, you're still scrutinized for having the issue. Mm -hmm. You know, you you you, you, you it's, it's easy for you to say get help, right? Okay, okay. Like like nobody really cares about the pastor's mental health. And how many people are going to question the competence of the pastor because you're going to get help, right? Then that's the other thing that you have to consider. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, some pastors have really, you know, came out there and say, "Hey, you know, therapy is the best thing that happened to me." You know, mm -hmm. therapy is a little more widely accepted now, but it's still not accepted in a whole lot of circles. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and then you know, pastor, you're looked to as a source of strength. Yes. So, so, so people leave you in your weakest moments when that's you are it. a leader when you especially when you're a pastor and your weakest moments that's when people decide they want to leave you so 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 on one hand it's praised okay pastor got help but on the other end it's just like okay people like okay pastor dealing with this okay this, pastor this. got help but you ain't fit to be my pastor no more right <laughs> and, and this didn't been after they done labored with you took time with mm -hmm. you uh, blessed you, your your kids, you know, uh, just 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 counseled you, then then been there for you, all kinds of things, you know, um, uh, you know, people people will leave you when they find out, you know, you, you made a mistake or you working through something or something may be wrong with you, and that's wicked, that's evil. Mm -hmm. That that's 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 evil, you know, especially when that pastor's not abusing you. Specifically, you mm -hmm. that pastor not abusing you, that pastor's not mis purposely mistreating you, come on, purposely mistreating your children or anything like that. But you want to, you want to, you want to leave that pastor, leave that leader, leave that church that you probably didn't integrate it in, got to know the people and all that stuff. And you know, God forbid, if he was a pillar in the ministry to help build the ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 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 being a pastor or a senior leader of a local ministry, man, is stressful. There's a lot of things you got to consider. You can't handle a weak moment. Mm -hmm. 
you can't have no weak morning. And, and now you got pastors that glorified because they're trying to set the stage for they they, they trying to set set the stage for their weak moment mm -hmm. because 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 they they they, they know they have them. So 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 then you you have some on the, on, on one end is like okay, Paddy, these leaders need to be transparent. Why do you want them to be transparent? That's what I want to know because you want to know their business. That's why you want to, you want your pastor to be human like you. But then when it, if they display any kind of humanity, you you you, you my drag season them. up. <laughs> yeah, you you drag up, man. Listen, you know. Nobody in their right mind want to continue to be loyal to a bunch of disloyal people. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're not God. See, God do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, we're supposed to be Christ-like, but we ain't Christ. Okay? We, 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 we still human, too. We still have a limit, too. Mm -hmm. And then when Pastor reaches limit, he quitting or he snapping. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I see this old guy, <laughs> this older pastor, uh, uh, he, he he snapped on his congregation one day. He was like, hold on, hold on. You're going to sleep on my sermon? No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody. You know, obviously there's something, these are things that's been happening over time and he just got fed up and he just started handing out public rebukes. <laughs> he started handing out public rebukes, you know, and, uh, 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 you know, that comes from stress that comes from consistent dishonor. That comes from consistent uh, of being taken advantage of. Because y'all, y'all think y'all don't take advantage of your pastors, but you do. Mm -hmm. I want to read something. I, I, I posted something on September fifth, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was it was some statistics about pastors and ministry stress. I got it from SoulShepherding.org. Okay, mm -hmm. so it says according to statistics. 75% of pastors report being extremely stressed out or highly stressed. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't understand the stress because see, we got to, we got to work out our soul salvation while watching over your soul too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some things get missed. So show your pastor some grace. Okay. 95% mm -hmm. work between 55 and 75 hours per week. In order for a pastor to pastor effectively, that needs to be their full-time job. Mm -hmm. But nobody got, should be, you said between 55 and 75 hours. That is almost a job and a half, close to two full-time jobs every week. Yeah. And this is outside of pastoring. So you 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 want your pastor to be ready for whatever you for for, for your demands every week. You want them to run the ministry and, and and work all these hours to keep their household too. Mm -mm. Like I said, if it's about fifty y'all in the congregation, and if y'all really love y'all pastor, guess what? Y'all, each one of y'all can put up an extra hundred dollars. If you put up an extra hundred dollars, if fifty people can put up an extra hundred dollars, well, well, that's that, that's what five grand. I got a better one for you. If 50 people can put up $25 a week, right? Mm -hmm. $25 a week. That is $65,000 in a year. Wow. That is $50 every two weeks per paycheck. If you get paid every day, every two weeks, 50 people put up $25 a week or mm -hmm. $50 every two weeks. 
That's $65,000. That's a whole darn salary. $65,000. But a lot of y'all too selfish. And a lot of y'all poor managers. Now, managers that's the salary before the taxes. Because, I mean, if we want to get technical in Virginia after the taxes, you're going to end up about $36,000. And it's outside of ties and offers. <laughs> and it's outside of ties and offers. Because really, your leader's supposed to live off your ties. But we even get on that. So, just 50 people sold $25 a week mm -hmm. is $65,000. Oh, check this out. It says 90% feel fatigued and worn out every week. Mm -hmm. It says 70% say they're grossly underpaid. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Next to a teacher, pastors is one of the lowest paid degreed positions. Yeah. You know, you do have the people who are certain ones that are on TV or have been blessed with a large platform. But the problem is we point to like the 3% and say, oh, all these pastors just getting rich off ministry. That's not most pastors. That is a select few. And, and, and if ministry made them rich and they put in the work, so what? I know I just messed y'all up right there, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if if the congregation can afford to make the pastor rich and the pastor's doing their job effectively, mm -hmm. then they should be honored. It says 40% report a serious conflict with the parishioner at least once a month. Mm -hmm. You understand how stressful that is? 40%. So every month you're wondering who's going to be pissed off and who's going to be in the pastor's office complaining and what you got to apologize for, what you got to work. That means you are prepared for an actual conflict once a month. Yeah, for real. Most of y'all don't have a falling out with, with a friend, a family, a relative once a month. Hmm. Every month you have a conflict with somebody? That's a lie. It says... 78% were forced to resign from their church. 63% at least twice, most commonly because of church conflict. 80% mm -hmm. uh, will not be in ministry 10 years later, and only a fraction will make it a lifelong career. On average, seminary-trained pastors last only five years in church ministry. And you spend how much to go to seminary? Right. That, that, that burnout, that five-year rate, that's equivalent to a social worker, that burnout rate, because they burn out in about five years, too. Yeah. Ooh, check this one out. 100% of 1,050 reformed and evangelical pastors had a colleague who had left the ministry because of burnout, church conflict, or moral failure. Mm-hmm. 91% have experienced some form of burnout in ministry, and 18% say they fried to a crisp right now. Wow. So these are statistics on pastor's ministry stress. Mm -hmm. Now, just let's check out the statistics on pastor's emotional health, family, and morality. 70% mm -hmm. of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they entered ministry. Wow. See, mm -hmm. y'all don't know what it's like to lead a ministry. Y'all don't. Or church. 70% constantly fight depression. 50% feel so discouraged they would rather leave their ministry if they could, but can't find another job. 80% believe their pastoral ministry has negatively affected their families, and 33% say it was an outright hazard. Jesus. 80% of ministry spouses feel left out and unappreciated in their church. My God. 
77% feel they don't have a good marriage. Mm. Hmm? 41% display anger problems in marriage reported by the spouse. Mm. 38% are divorced or divorcing. Jesus. 50% admit to using pornography. And 37% report inappropriate sexual behavior with someone in the church. Mm. 65% feel their family is in a glass house. Mm. Y'all don't know what these leaders deal with. And people want to bring nobody to my house. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> now, this is this, this the last section right here. Mm -hmm. Last section right here. Statistics on pastors' lack of soul care and training. Mm. All right. Now check this out. 50%, 53% of pastors do not feel that seminary or Bible college prepared them adequately. And didn't. <laughs> yeah. 70% do not have someone they consider a close friend. Mm. Hmm. It's, it's, I'm telling you, we, this position is like, lonely. It's like eight more topics out of that. We're not going to be able to get into all of that today. Yeah, no, no, no we're not. But I'm going to just read them down. Yeah, read them down, and then we're going to talk about a few things. Because th this yeah. is a lot to dissect. Yeah. 50% do not meet regularly with an accountability person or group. 72% hmm. only study the Bible when preparing for sermons or lessons. Jesus. 21% spend less than 15 minutes a day in prayer. The average is 39 minutes per day. 16% hmm. are very satisfied with their prayer life. 47% are somewhat satisfied and 37% are either somewhat dissatisfied or very dissatisfied um, uh, spending more time in quiet prayer or listening to God versus making requests was correlated with higher satisfaction. 44% mm. of pastors do not take a regular day off. Mm. Didn't I just say that? <laughs> I just said that. Go ahead, go ahead. Y'all get mad when pastors take vacations, but we don't get enough. Mm -hmm. That's why the president go golfing all the time. You know, that's that that's okay. Anyway, 30 31% do not exercise at all, while 37% at least three or four days a week as recommended. 90% say they have not received adequate training to meet the demands of ministry. 85% mm. have never taken a sabbatical. Jesus. These are recent statistics concerning pastoral ministry. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. There, there's a lot in that. I want to go back to the first section. Okay. Um, what was that called? What was that about? Um, statistics on pastors' ministry stress. Okay, yes, that one. We 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 gonna talk about that one and those other ones. Literally, are whole other topics. Yeah. But the, the stress that comes along with ministry is something that a lot of people don't realize. And people are tired of We're telling people, take better care of yourself, you know, self-care, you know, get help. And now these people are getting help and they realize, OK, if I'm going to get better and stay better, I have to eliminate the stress in my life. So they're leaving. Yeah. And we wonder, oh, well, that means they wasn't fit to be a pet. No, it doesn't mean they was not fit to be a pastor. What it means is we in an effort to 
sound the beacon or sound the alarm for church hurt and the effort to point out a ba the bad pastors, we are choosing to systemically miss the chronic issues with good pastors. Yeah. And I would argue that even these people were placing in the category as church hurt or bad pastors or, or dangerous pastors or, you know, wolves and shepherds clothing, whatever you're going to say. Most of these people did not start out that way. Nobody wakes up and say, I want to be a wolf in shepherd's clothing. I guarantee you that bad pastor was probably a struggling pastor with all of this stuff before they crossed the line somewhere and ended up on the other side. Nobody wants to talk about how they got there. Right. We just want to talk about the issue. Right. And again, it doesn't make it right. Nobody's condoning it. But this is a process. Just like you don't wake up one day and decide that you're going to be a bad person, that you're going to do this, that and the third. It's a process of missed things that gets you there. And ministry stress is something that a lot of people do not want to talk about. Yeah. It's something that people do. And you'll be surprised the things that people get mad and upset over. It's it's mind boggling to me. We've had people upset because they have to make an appointment. OK, when you go get your hair done, don't you make an appointment? Yeah. When you go get your toes done. You might do some walk in some places when you go to the doctor, when you take your car to the shop, you have to make an appointment. There are many places in life you have to make an appointment. I right? should have to make an appointment with the past. Yeah, this ain't my full time job. Or, or they say, <laughs> well, you only got 20 members. Why, why you got to make an appointment? Because this ain't my full-time job. <laughs> right. Whether it's two people or 200 people or 200,000, yeah. you will have to make an appointment somewhere. I know people got mad with us because, you know, hey, you want to meet with us? You got to set up an appointment. But the appointment ensures that the both of us, both of us Hello. are available because we do other stuff outside of this. You know, we got a family. We got children. Mm -hmm. we, we we got children. Did I say we have children? <laughs> okay. So 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 uh, you know a lot of y'all are so inconsiderate when it comes to passion. I'm gonna tell you something. Leading a ministry, and don't get me wrong, this don't got nothing to do with God. You know, and I'm gonna be flat out honest with you. Leading ministry has been one of my greatest stresses. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for my wife on this too. It's mm -hmm. been one of my greatest stress is one of my greatest sources of pain. Pain. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have this much. I didn't, I didn't go through this much when I was in the world. You know, so pastors, I want to encourage you. And it's funny because when we started doing appointments, you had a handful of people that got mad, but most people understand. And you know what? That eliminated a lot of stress on our part. It gave us more time to allocate, not only to be available for people, but to be available to do stuff for other people. Yeah. You know, being in ministry and doing ministry is, is an honor and is definitely a call yes, and indeed. a walk of sacrifice. Yes, it is. However, yes, it is. I believe it is wisdom to seek the Holy Spirit for how you could facilitate your assignment and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, without stressing yourself the heel out in the process. Yeah, it, it is something that you have to do. Meeting people's needs, loving people. Sure, all of that is great, but it doesn't mean you have to be a martyr to pleasing the needs of the people 24 8. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You, you don't have to. And for pastors out there that are listening, senior leaders that are out there are listening, listen, take this advice. Structure things in a way so that you can meet the needs of the people, but you still have time for yourself. 
Yeah. You shouldn't be having to sacrifice your prayer time. You shouldn't be having to sacrifice your worship time, your study time, your family time. Yes, your family should be a part of your assignment, but there are ways that where you can do stuff to where things do not take a detrimental toll on your marriage or your children or you're snapping on your spouse all the time. Those are signs that things are out of balance. Yeah. And while it may take a system or a season for you to figure out how to get there, figure out how to get there. If you upset, you got to make an appointment. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have joy, peace and the Holy Ghost in the process with your appointment. Yeah, for real. You know, and, and, and you know, again, consider the job that your pastor do. Mm -hmm. You know, con consider the job that your pastor do, because this is one of the most stressful jobs in America. Definitely. Statistically, Definitely. one of the most stressful jobs in America and one of the most dishonored. I think this is a good place to stop on this episode. Uh, we definitely want to pick up some more of this. Okay. Um, but uh, we hope you guys enjoy listening to this. Listen, stay tuned for part two of this. Yes. Go over to IG and follow us on King and Queen Blair. Check out those links in the description in the show notes. And until next time on the F3 podcast. Goodbye.